0: that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void are prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What
1: the hell is up, everybody? We just had one hell of an NCAA tournament. Sure, the final game could have been a little bit better, but this could tournament ha- could have yeah, no, it, it, it could have been a little bit better. But this tournament was one of the most exciting and memorable, and could go down as one of the best NCAA tournaments ever. You had great upsets. You had great blue blood matchups, and some very good surprise teams. And I beat you, James, in our little bracket competition. I know, I know. Basketball, never mind college basketball, isn't your forte. But I'm still going to brag about it. And I'm sure you'll get me next week when we break down the entire NHL play- the entire NHL playoffs. I can't wait. And that's right, everybody. You heard correctly. You better believe it. Next week, we will be breaking down the entire NHL playoffs. So make sure you tune in for that. How the hell are you, James?
2: I'm doing great. I mean, besides for the little headache I got going, I told you I got new glasses, new glasses yesterday, man. Yeah, they yeah look I good. Had, I had to appreciate it. I had to. You know, my right eye could bear everything was blurry out of my right eye. <laughs> yeah, I've been that's driving really at night where yeah. I could barely see. That's not so, safe. But I got that little headache because my eyes are still trying to adjust. So, but other than that, I'm doing fantastic. Actually, I've never been better a day in my life, as you would now, say. That's so,
1: what I love to hear. It's you know, it's becoming a little bit of a cliche, but it is. An absolutely loaded week that we had this this past week. Loaded show we have. It's, it's just becoming a week in and week out thing. It's it's becoming the norm. It's insanely loaded. Huge, huge, huge trade happened this week in the NFL. We will be discussing that. We have our final quarter. We'll be discussing the national champs, Villanova. We'll give you our master's predictions. Maybe a chance to redeem yourself over me, James. Maybe. Maybe probably not but maybe are we going to be
2: discussing the, the possibility of two nhl players going to the hall of fame shortly
1: possibly we well, could be doing that we'll have to
2: find out in the final quarter
1: we'll have to we'll have to see about that but you know what's about to go down right now it's time for my opening rant
0: Your number one source for sports. You
1: know who I can't stand? Kevin Durant. He looks like Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton had a kid. Now who can argue with that? I hate Boston. I'm the biggest Miami Heat hater you'll ever meet. I just don't understand
2: where you're getting your bogus information from. What the hell are you even talking about? Well, I'm sorry you're too freaking sensitive
1: to handle the truth. You think I'm crazy? I'm just getting warmed up. You're now between the hash marks with James Kokolak and Sean McCabe. You ever move into a brand new neighborhood across the country or across the state? James, I know you have. I've done it as well, making the move from Rhode Island, you from Jersey, down to Florida. It's completely different. Everything's completely different. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with this part, but sometimes to welcome new people into the neighborhood, a neighbor or two might bake a batch of brownies and bring them to you to welcome you to the neighborhood. Holy amazing This person just became my new best friend. And then later that night, you go for the brownie or two for dessert. You take your first bite, and it's got nuts. It's got peanuts. It's got cashews. It is completely ruining the authenticity of a perfectly good batch of brownies. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is exactly what the NHL has done to hockey, and in my humblest opinions, believes that this is why hockey does not have that much success in the United States compared to many other sports in this country. Are you confused? Well, let me explain. A lot of what the NHL does doesn't make a lot of sense. Hockey is a great game, a great sport. The NHL playoffs are some of the most intense watching experiences in all of sports, but the NHL screws it up because of their wacky point system, their effed-up divisions, their ridiculous playoff seedings, it makes it difficult for the casual fan to get involved, just like how your new neighbors choose chose to greet you. Yes, the the NHL means well. They are trying to create an interesting and exciting way to run a league. I get it, but don't. Hockey is already great without all the wacky antics. Just like the new welcoming neighbors. They mean well. They're coming to you with a gift. They're trying to give you an interesting taste. I get it, but don't. Brownies are already amazing by themselves. Don't go ruining them with nuts. Let's begin with the three things I'm bringing up with the NHL. Let's begin with the wacky scoring system. In a culture that we have in the United States... We are obsessed with winners and losers. It is difficult to comprehend a game in which the score ends up tied, which is why soccer kind of has a problem here, or even worse, a team getting rewarded for still losing. This is kind of what hockey does. This is the entire hockey point scoring system as follows. You get two points for a win, you get zero points for a loss, and you get one point for an overtime loss. Now how the hell does that make any freaking sense? Now I went and I just did this for the AFC in the NFL just to see what it would have looked like. We had much less overtime games than you would in a, in a normal hockey season, but it still makes a valid point here. If we took the entire AFC, the playoff seating would be as follows, or here, here's how it was last year. New England was the number one seed. Pittsburgh was number two. Jacksonville was three. Kansas City was four. Then we had the Tennessee Titans as the fifth seed. And the sixth seed was the Buffalo Bills. If we went with a point system in the NFL, just like in the NHL, the seeding would be Pittsburgh would be the number one seed, not New England. New England would be the number two seed. Kansas City would be the number three seed, not Jacksonville. The 4 seed would be Jacksonville, and then the Titans and the Bills wouldn't even be in the playoffs. Instead, they would be replaced by Baltimore and the Chargers because the Ravens had one p- overtime loss, and so did the Chargers. So basically, the top four seeds would all be the same. They would have been shuffled, and there would be two teams not in the playoffs in this messed-up NHL system. So if you go into the NHL standings, we have two examples here that'll blow your mind, all right? The first example is the Bruins and Lightning. Both teams have 110 points so far this season. The Bruins have 49 wins, 18 losses, and 12 overtime losses, which is really just 49 wins and 30 losses. If you do 18 plus 12, that's that's 30. The Lightning... They are 53 wins, 20 and what is it? 23 losses and four overtime losses, which is basically 53 wins and 27 losses. The per- winning percentage Tampa Bay has a 6 6 2 win percentage as opposed to Boston, a 6 2 0. But right now, if the season were to end, Boston would be the number one seed and Tampa Bay would be the number two seed in that division. The other example is between the Florida Panthers and the Philadelphia Flyers. The Florida Panthers have 41 wins, 30 losses, and 8 overtime losses, which is really 41 wins and 38 losses. The Flyers, 40 wins, 26 losses, 14 overtime losses, which is really 40 and 40. The Florida Panthers' win percentage is 519. The Flyers' is 500. But the Florida Panthers have 90 points. Philadelphia has 94. So currently... The Flyers are in the playoffs and the Panthers are not, and it's very unlikely for the Panthers to make the playoffs. There are more examples of this same BS in the Western Conference. I'm not going to go through every single example, but there it's it's equal as it would be in the NFC of the, of the NFL if we did the point system that way as well. Number two reason. These divisions are whack as hell. They don't make any sense at all. In the Atlantic Division, which is in the Eastern Conference, they have five Northeastern teams one Midwestern team, and two teams in Florida. How the hell does that make any sense? The Metro division is okay, but it's weird to have Carolina and Columbus in there when they're not really in the Metropolitan area at all. In the Central, you have Winnipeg playing in the same division as Dallas. One is in deep into Canada. The other is in the heart of Texas. How does that make any sense? And in the Pacific, You have half the teams in the Southwest, basically in California and in Arizona. You have one team in the Northwest, and you have two teams in like the deep Midwest, Northern Canada, which is ridiculous. And third, and finally, which this problem is tied into how their divisions are, their stupid playoff system. So they have two conferences just like the NBA, an Eastern and a Western, but instead of having one through eight seating in the East and in the West, like the NBA, they have it all messed up. So each conference has two divisions. We just went through them. The top three teams in each division are automatically in the playoffs, total of six teams, leaving two wildcard spots available for the rest of the conference. It is possible for five teams from one division to make it into the playoffs and then three teams from the others, and the other option is four and four. And here is where things get extra screwy. So if you are the top team with the most points, which we just pointed out is dumb as hell, in the conference, and then you play the lesser of the two wildcard teams, and then that wildcard team moves over into your mini four-team divisional bracket, and the other wildcard team goes and plays in the other mini four-team division bracket, then the winner of each That each mini bracket will go on to play in the conference finals. And the winner of that will play in the Stanley Cup finals. And this thinking is making me want to blow my freaking brains out. If you understood anything that I just told you, good for you. Because I wrote it, I understand it, I just read it to you, and I'm now confused.
2: I might be the only person that (laughs) understands what's going on here.
1: So here is your solution to all of these freaking problems. People in this country need to see one team win and one team lose. If you ever see an NFL game tie, and it happens maybe like once a year or once every two years, people go absolutely freaking ballistic, and they say the NFL needs to change their rules and their policies. Hey, I'm sort of guilty of this too. I'd rather see one team win and one team lose, even if they both played like garbage, even if they both played amazing, an amazing game. So because of that, The NHL needs to get rid of rewarding teams for overtime losses and just have a win versus loss record. And the better winning percentage, the better winning percentage you have, you get the better seed. It's that simple. Two, change the damn divisions to back how they were a few years back three divisions each conference. It makes way more sense, develops better rivalries, and these teams don't need to make ridiculous road trips for divisional matchups. And third, Fix the stupid playoff system. Do it just like this. If you win your division, you are a top three seed. Then the other five seeds are all wildcard seeds up for grabs for the entire conference to take. Get rid of these stupid mini brackets and make one bracket for each conference where the one seed plays the eight, the two, seven, three, six, four, five. Like freaking normal and logical. Not some arbitrary BS way to reward mediocrity. James, where am I wrong here? Well,
2: you're wrong about at least one thing, and uh, that's to, t- to have the NHL have the three division winners automatically as the top three seeds, and that's a load of bogus to me. Um, <laughs> I, I, we were talking about this off the air, yeah. and the, the example that I used was the Devils example back in 2012 mm-hmm. when they played the Panthers in the first round. They, The Panthers actually had the home ice advantage in that series due to the fact that they had the third seed because they were a division winner. They actually didn't have the better record. They didn't belong in the third seed that year, and they lost in the first round.
1: But I can make the same, the same example with Seattle when they went seven and nine. They end up getting home field to the four seed. They're seven and nine. There are teams way better than them that should have been in the playoffs but didn't make the playoffs. But the seven and nine is a four seed. They have a home game against the Saints, and they beat. It was one of the most memorable games of the last 10 years in, in the playoffs. That was the start of
2: the 12th man in a sense. That's where that's when everything got the ball rolling for Seattle and we know the, how loud that place gets. Hockey is a little bit different in that sense but I think that they should just go 1 through 8. You, you, the, the best 8 records go regardless of the vision okay. winner. It, it, the President's Trophy gets home ice advantage throughout all of the playoffs. The other, whoever is the other best team, whether the President's Trophy comes from the East or the West, if it comes from the East the West gets home ice advantage through the West and then they don't get home ice in the Stanley Cup final if they were to make it Um, that's if the President's Trophy winner were to make it too so I think that they should just go one through eight have the best eight teams in regardless of divisions and and this and that Um, I do agree with you got to slower make more divisions you got to go back to three The Metro, you got to take Columbus out or you got to take Carolina out. One of them because you're going to have five in there, not six. So you're just going to take one team from each division out, in a sense, and recreate the divisions. You got to take one of those out. And what you need to do is make, you know what, take both of them out and put Boston in there, right? And then have, you know, Washington, uh, you can put Carolina. Uh, both florida teams and and columbus in as a southeast bracket even though columbus is not really in the southeast i feel like that they're closer than than a metro team uh travel in your division should not be that much and if you're going from toronto to florida for a divisional game you got to play them at least three four times a year Uh, that's a lot to travel for a divisional game it gets even worse on the west coast Um,
1: Yeah, the cities are so much more spread out.
2: Yeah, uh, people are always talking about that. It's one thing that a lot of players going west to east talk about is that they they look forward to less travel. And, for instance, if you play for the Devils or the Rangers or the Islanders, there's 12, 15, 20 games a year that you don't have to get on a plane for a road game. That is the ideal situation. To go from New York to New Jersey, for instance, the Devils and Rangers played last night in New Jersey. The Rangers had only 11 uh, forwards dressed because, of, for some reason, right? And the their uh, 12th forward, who they were gonna bring into the game, he came in in the middle of the second period because the, they, the Rangers told him to wait at home in New York City. And he, when <laughs> the, he drove from New York City. 10 miles to the stadium and was ready for the middle of the second period. But that's how close these yeah, places are. Yeah. That's what a divisional wow, game should that's, that's be. Crazy. It should be able to, to travel whenever. You should not have to get on a plane. You should not have to go through, you know, nine hours of traveling between flights and delays and this and that. So I do agree with you there. Okay. Um, but the point system, it's hairy. Now, I, I do like the point system because I think that if you make it to overtime – uh, you're getting rewarded for for making it that far. You've ended the game tied. You're going into the extra time. So in the current point system, I do like that. Um, it does get out of hand with the likes of Florida, uh, uh, Philadelphia, who has 14 overtime losses. It's ridiculous. That that, that kind of pisses me off. But it, without, if you take them out of the equation, for the most part, it does work.
1: No, but there but there's situations all over you. Like it would it would totally affect seeding throughout the entire throughout the entirety of the conference.
2: Yeah, but you're looking at, for the most part, the teams that are in the playoffs would still be in the playoffs. But if you're going to get rid of that, I believe that you need to go to a 20-minute three-on-three overtime because games will not end always five on five in five minutes three on three yeah and that's three, fine. And three is amazing three that's three fine is the most entertaining part well, well, of the well, game what
1: they can still do is they can still do the five minute overtime but then just have it be the shootout and just have the shootouts all the time
2: I, I, no i and, and, and uh, as a, a diehard hockey fan but, i've been waiting for them to get rid
0: of the shootout no i understand because we're who, getting,
1: getting rid of the shootout it's, it's a dumb way to decide a hockey game it, a sp- but 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 it's it but it's an okay way
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Way to decide it for a regular season game. It's I, not, it's I not, disagree. It's not like it's a playoff game because, because you, like you said, it could go on forever. I,
2: and I disagree for this reason. I don't know how many years ago it was. It's within the last five years. The Rangers and Flyers, one playoff spot on the line, last regular season game. One of those two teams is getting the 8th spot, and the other team is not making the playoffs. We're talking about Game 82, and it went to a shootout. The playoff position was decided not by a game, but by a shootout. No, you know and what? that They're,
1: is ridiculous. But you know what? I don't have a problem with that because if both teams are in that sort of position, like they shouldn't be in that sort of position, and that's, that's on them if they lose that way, well, you know, that that's kind of how the cookie crumbles. It, it's even worse in soccer because soccer... They'll, they don't even, they just tie the game. They stop it after, after the, the normal time. They have, a, they have like a couple minutes of stoppage time. But if it's like a, an important tournament or something like the world cup or, or the champions league, they'll do the overtime. And then if nobody scores throughout that overtime, then they go to the shootout, and that is stupid if like something like that decides a World Cup. But that hockey doesn't have that issue because in the playoffs they just they just play it out.
2: Well, yeah, and that's how it should be. But and I think it should be like that throughout the regular season, but. It should end in a tie after 20 minutes, and but it'll never end in a tie because three on three for 20 minutes, somebody's gonna score. It may it may just so not you're come saying, within so you're the saying five that final that
1: final period needs to be three on three.
2: Yes, for sure, 100 okay. in the in overtime. Yeah, not yeah, Not for the yeah, third yeah, period. Yeah, yeah, I all, think yeah. shootout should be eliminated. I actually personally, this is a, just a little personal fact about me. Um, I think I've watched one shootout all season. I watched. I think the Devils have played. Obviously, I'm a hardcore Devils fan. They've played 80 games so far. I've probably watched 70 of them. Okay. I mean, things come up, I'm sure. You know, yeah. you, you can't watch every game all the time. And hey, we it's forgive you, all right? We forgive yeah. you. Yeah. Don't, don't Any- go so hard on yourself. Anyway, I've watched maybe one shootout all season.
1: Just because you refuse to do so? I hate them. <laughs> I will turn yeah, it off. What if it's a Devils game?
2: I, I will turn it off.
1: Oh, I call BS.
2: I swear on my life, you can ask anybody. I will go outside. Uh, you know... That's ridiculous. It, I, I hate them. I think it is this it has there's it, there's no part of So you just hockey. you just turn
1: it off and go to bed and just sit there and you just I wait will, for it to be over and see yeah, if they want or not. Yep, because it, it just <laughs> it, it, it's, it's
2: so dumb to me because <laughs> <laughs> it, there's it, it, there's no part of skill in it for hockey. It's not part of hockey. The only time you have a breakaway like that in hockey is if one you get lucky, two you have an amazing breakout pass to somehow get past both defensemen without them seeing you, I and mean, that or happens three, though. three, yeah, it does, but not as often as you'd think. And that's part of the game because you made a good play. You're not getting a but, free but at, breakaway. But at, least,
1: but at least it's it's some sort of hockey related move. When you when you look at it with soccer and they determine they don't determine. Unimportant matches like this they just go to the tie. I'm saying just do it for the unimportant games Not that regular seasons are unimportant, but it's far less important than the playoffs. It would you agree? Would you well, agree with that? Well, but, well, yes, but, and, but the soccer that they they have you kick a ball from a spot that and the goalie has to literally guess Before it's kicked because it's mathematically impossible, impossible to, Yeah, to, to if, the, if the perfect kick and the perfect guess if, it, if it's not a guess it, it's imp- it's impossible to save, it. To save it, it's
2: too, the, the reaction time's too quick. That, I totally agree, and that's I ridiculous. Think, I think it's so stupid.
1: At least like you have to like skate. You have to you have to you know zoom in and out whatever. Well, I don't well here right here's term, a little
2: but. thing, and, uh, uh, and I just want to enlighten everybody listening. Now the tiebreaker in the NHL to get into the playoffs. Now say the Devils and the Flyers. I'm using them as an example yeah. because they're the two teams that are in this position right now. If they end up with the exact same amount of points at the end of the season, okay. the tiebreaker goes to rows. Now, a row is a regulation or overtime win, <laughs> non-shootout. <laughs> okay. So they don't count shootouts in your rows, and that is the tiebreaker for all teams in the NHL. So shootout, winning a shootout may get you two points, but it's not helping you win a tiebreaker when when the chances are you actually may need that tiebreaker.
1: Yeah, and it, it also doesn't it doesn't tell you anything for how far this team is as far as they're going to be evaluated in the playoffs. Because now that you mentioned it, I, I didn't even know that. But I'm looking at the Toronto Maple Leafs here. They're sitting at 103 points, but they're seven and two in shootouts. Yeah. So, so like if- th- So they're so they're, they're they have a total win wins of 48. But their They've got ro- their forty-one, yeah, which so, is
2: like, which is a huge difference.
1: And you're not gonna you're not gonna have that kind of opportunity in, in, in a, the playoffs. And a,
2: no, and you're gonna play five on five, and you could play a whole another sixty minutes yeah. if possible. So I mean, it's just there's just so much they can do. I do think that the NHL needs work done to their playoffs because it's sad. It's sad. We can, I I think we can agree on this, but the NHL playoffs are by far the best in my opinion. And I'm not just being a yeah, hockey I, homer. I, I, I,
1: I don't I don't know if I see. It's tough for me to, because. I look at that, and then I look at the Super Bowl, and then I look at like, like we don't really experience it here in the United States, but the World Cup finals, like that is even if your team's not in it, everywhere in the world is still watching that game. Like if you're if it's Germany and Brazil in the finals, if you're in Argentina, you're still watching. If you're in England, you're still watching. If you're in Egypt, you're still watching. It doesn't really matter, but so I would maybe put the World Cup finals number one, but. NHL playoffs well, and Super Bowl, I would say, are, are tied for second. Well,
2: I'm talking about an every year thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yes. year yes. thing. So yeah. The, the world,
1: NHL playoffs are, are absolutely ridiculous every single year. You got you get those crazy upsets all the time. Yeah,
2: and that's what you look for. Is you look for upsets. Now, here, I'm actually looking for currently on my phone. I looked. I, I took a picture. Uh, it actually came from ESPN, and it was about which which playoffs are the most popular and we're talking about ESPN they don't that even t- really they don't even talk, talk about, about hockey.
1: They, they don't talk about. It. They give Barry Melrose just two minutes. They, they don't even talk that. about
2: hockey. And, and you know what? I can't find the picture here. I'm gonna look during the intermission. But NHL playoffs were the most popular. I want to say the NFL or the NBA, then the NFL, and baseball was last, if I'm not mistaken. I will correct that. I have the picture. I that's, will find that's it. That's
1: weird because I think the NBA playoffs suck because you, th- you know who's gonna win. It's yeah, always the best. I agree. Team. I think the and, NBA playoffs are the worst. And baseball, baseball, I would say is really it's second good best because you because. You really don't know which team's gonna have the hot pitchers or just get the lucky hitting. Yeah, and then I mean, NFL anybody can win in any game, so. So, if, but it's
2: just the the one thing about the NHL playoffs is that it's got the physicality of the NFL. Yep. But it also has the length of the NBA playoffs yep. and it has the surprise of the MLB playoffs it's kind of got it all in one and yeah, no, i feel which, it's,
1: it's a fast game and it's a fast game it's and, like and, never it's not it's non-stop
2: yeah, and that's why it i can you can watch every game i mean my favorite team hasn't been in the playoffs in five years now. And, uh, fingers crossed we make it this year, but I still watch every single game in the playoffs that I can. I mean, it's impossible to in the first round because there are so many games yeah. on at the same time, yeah. yep. but I'll watch the 7 o'clock and the 10 o'clock game on Monday through Sunday. I mean, it, it is awesome, but they, they do need to change something. I do agree with that. I mean... They, they need to take a look at it, but I don't want them to screw with it too much because they do have a good product that they are putting out there.
1: Yeah, no, but it, but it's not about like if you changed literally everything, you're like from what it is now. You're not. You're going to make the product better. The product itself is already good. Just like the brownie example, brownies are great, and then you put this other stuff in there, and it makes the brownies worse. Like the brownies are still, you know. You know decent, but it's it's worse now the NHL basically took that with hockey They they took something really great and made it slightly worse because of all these stupid messed up rules
2: yeah, and and they, they tried to go overboard with it, and they, they went and switched. I don't know why they decided they were going to switch the format. The format used to be where it's the top three divisions, how you want them yeah. to go back to. And that's better than nothing. I still think they should go one through eight no matter what. Division winners mean nothing, and now people will say, well, you know, you got, you're got you taking the divisions out of it with, a, with the rivalries. Yeah, no, that, that's rivalries what I, that's, will that's, that's still be think. there. And, and to, to decide that point, you're still fighting for home ice. You don't need to win your division to get home ice. You yeah. want home ice. We, we talked about this last week with the Yankees did not lose a home playoff game last year. You want that home field or home ice or home court advantage in, in whatever sport it is. But you're still fighting for that. You shouldn't have to win your division to get that. And there should still be that urge to, to, all right, we don't have to win the division, but we are looking for home field or home court or home ice.
1: Yeah, I, I, I understand your, your, what you're saying. But yeah you are taking the divisions out in, in, a, in a sense. I mean you're, you're basically saying a division title is worth nothing When when it should be because you're playing these teams I understand it, it, it There's divisions that are going to, to stink and there's going to be divisions that are that are amazing But that's just kind of how it how it goes but teams are always fluctuating and getting better and getting worse I remember 10 years ago the the NFC West was the, was the absolute worst division and then all of a sudden they had three playoff teams vying for it and now they're kind of on the downtrend but they have but the team that was the fourth out of the out of the four teams that wasn't good that team is now the best so there's so much fluctuation in in these sports in the divisions that I think you can just reward the division winner d- based on just how how the season ends up turning out
2: now this picture was taken uh, you know roughly 4 years ago okay but I do want to show it to you, so you can read it off. So yeah, so, so
1: it's a the question is, it's on ESPN. Uh, which league has the best playoffs? Uh, and last is the MLB, with five percent of the people voted for the MLB. Uh, third is the NFL, twenty-four uh, percent. Second is the NBA, thirty-one percent voted for the NBA, and for in first place is the NHL at forty percent.
2: But uh, I would say nine percent larger no, is a pretty whopping
1: margin. Yeah, so so I would say. Th- like, yes, I, I agree with you with this, but it doesn't have the two events that I compared it to. I compared it to the Super Bowl, which I would say it's equal to, and it doesn't have the World Cup. And if it did have those in there, for, well, first off, Sports Center is biased because it's all Americans going to be voting, and they're not going to pick the World Cup unless they're from another country. Yeah. But if you did a world poll, the World Cup is the most— Well, well yeah. So, the, but the, so, that, that, so that's why I put the World Cup ahead of it, just because on a on a world level, it's way bigger. But the, but the, but the playoffs, the NHL playoffs, I would say— equal with the Super Bowl.
2: So you think that they need to go back to the format that they wanted to that they used to have? I yes. think that they should just go 1-8. through eight. If they're going to change the point system and go by wins and losses uh, I do think that they need to take away the shootouts. I think that they need to go to a 10 or 20 or 15 or 20 minute overtime 3-on-3. Three three, and then after that it will not go past 10 minutes uh, I, I don't think so. It, it definitely won't go past 20. Somebody's going to score 3-on-3 three in three a 20 minute overtime. I'm sorry the games will end. You'll have a winner and a loser if you're going to do that. But uh, they got to do something, but they just can't make that drastic change because they they have a product that is working right now, and it's very, very popular. At least the playoffs are, um, but the regular season does need some work. But coming up next, there was a massive trade this this week in the NFL. It includes a star-wide receiver going to not an up-and-coming team anymore, They're but here. a team that is here and is possibly a Super Bowl favorite in 2008, uh, 2018. So stay tuned right here on BTH and you'll find out who next.
1: Do you have the overwhelming urge to advertise something where it'll only reach 100 people? Well, don't we have the perfect thing for you? Right here, we will sell you this 30-second spot for whatever commercial you want, as long as you let us put this music with it. This music will be by Audionautix and Jason Shaw. Isn't this music fantastic? We sure think so. And that's why we're going to make you listen to it for a few more seconds. Now, back to the greatest sports podcast ever to be conceived.
0: ever racing back, still going back near the ball. Go! Big fly, Otani's out again. We're tied at two.
2: And ladies and gentlemen, Otani has done it again. His off of, second home run of the year already.
1: Off of Corey Kluber. Uh,
2: the Cy Young winner.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that, that's
2: pretty nuts. that That's pretty impressive. I mean, we were actually going to come back and just recap hockey real quick, but Otani yeah, with we, a homer in our up. break. It just happened. In our break. So, I mean, we had to come back with that. Um... We just had a phenomenal segment about Hockey It was a little long, but you know what? Long segments are good when the the flow is good. We're giving you good information. That's what our goal is here, to give you the best information possible. And guess what? We're going to give you even some better information coming up right now because one of the biggest NFL offseason trades happened just yesterday, or just the other day. I mean, today is Thursday. It's 7.46 p.m. It's April 4th.
1: It's definitely a Wednesday, partner.
2: You're right. We always record on Thursdays, and for some reason, today uh, we neither of us could record tomorrow. Yeah. That's why we're here on Wednesday. I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm not I got, editing I got, this I got, out. I got you, that's so totally okay. my My whole my days are all mixed up. I actually thought it was Tuesday earlier today. Um, so I mean, uh, just my head is clearly not here. It's that headache you
1: got. Yeah. All right. We'll blame it on the headache.
2: All right. All right. We'll blame it on the headache. But anyway, follow us on Facebook. Follow so what us on is iTunes. It? So what day is it? It's Wednesday. Okay. And it's April 4th. Wednesday. at 7:46. Otani. Just hit a second home run We're coming to you live Off Corey Kluber Off Corey Kluber Coming to you live From iHeartMedia And guess what In the studios In the studio And (laughs) follow us on Facebook Follow us on iTunes All between the hash marks YouTube You know Twitter Everything You name it I mean The Pony Express (laughs) (laughs) follow us on all platforms we are trying to expand uh it's a slow process but we're getting there it's happening so so um i kind of screwed up the twitter account so we (laughs) we have to figure out how to either fix it or make a new one so i'm in the process of that but you know what that's why i (laughs) that's why i do a podcast and i edit audio because i'm not going to be a social media handler for the rest of my life so um but anyway, I mean, we got the whole shebang out. Let's let's roll on. What was the biggest trade that happened yesterday? When was it, yesterday? It was yesterday. It, it was yesterday.
1: Tuesday. My- Tuesday the third. <laughs> We're recording Wednesday the fourth. I'll get it out. The trade was Brandon Cooks of the New England Patriots is now a Los Angeles Ram. Wow. Yeah, no, so the Patriots wow. sent Brandon Cooks and a fourth rounder over to the Rams And the Rams sent the Patriots the 23rd overall pick in this year's draft, and a sixth round pick. I believe it's the 198th.
2: Yeah, and just something that's a a little quick fact: the Patriots picked Tom Brady sixth round, 199.
1: I know where this is going.
2: What happens if the replacement comes from this pick?
1: It's happening. It's destiny. Or could it happen earlier in the draft? It, it's destiny. It, it could. All right. I, w- I just want to give you my initial thoughts on this. Okay, okay. And the very first thing that I think about here is like, okay, uh, as a Patriots fan, uh, just trust Bill. Bill knows what's best. Bill. Bill's always right. Well, he's mostly right. So just trust him. Okay. And the next, I think, the Rams are taking advantage of not having to pay a quarterback right away, just like the Seahawks did for the past four or five years, where You'll load up, you just load up on everything because you can afford it. You don't have to pay your quarterback and hopefully you win a title. Maybe you'll go to two. So that that those are my first two initial thoughts. Rams, I don't know if they're I don't know if they I would call them Super Bowl favorites. I think I mean I don't know how you don't put New England as the favorites, but that doesn't mean they're gonna win. I think the Rams are the favorites to be in the NFC Championship game.
2: I mean, it's definitely very possible. For the Rams t- to be in the Super Bowl, even yeah, no, I it, mean, it is. I it, mean, it's just there's so much. This this trade helps Jared Goff m-
1: first and foremost.
2: They yep. lose Sammy Watkins. Yep. I mean, he wasn't a big playmaker for them, even though he could have been. Robert Woods was yeah, their Robert number Woods one their guy, but
1: now they got two solid
2: wide receivers.
1: So who's the number one now? Because it, I mean, according to Ian Rapoport, Cooks wasn't viewed as the number one guy in New England, which is kind of funny because he had over a thousand yards, he had seven touchdowns. It, his yeah, I mean, exact
2: stats were 65 receptions, 1,082 yards, 7 touchdowns yeah. in 2017. So,
1: so is he going to be the number one in L.A.? Or is he going to have these kind of you get, you got to think Sean McVay, this offensive young guru, he's going to find a way for Cooks to be effective. And it's not like saying he wasn't effective in New England because he definitely was effective in New England. But is he, is he the number one?
0: That's chumbacasino.com. Casino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW prohibited by loss. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus.
2: Here, I just got so distracted, and I'm sure you noticed it because apparently that the engineers here are working on next gen, and I can see them working on this computer in front of me. And I was wondering why the computer screen was moving <laughs> when I wasn't touching some, a mouse. You, you
1: thought you broke something?
2: Yeah, I did. So I was a little worried for a second. Yeah, so I'm broadcasting I, over the air I, right now. I, I totally. If we are good for us, let's go between the hash marks. Um Anyway, this this trade really really lifts the Rams' offense because now. Now you have two threats, two deep threats, because Brandon Cooks could be a slot receiver. He yep. could be a deep threat. Robert Woods is definitely a deep threat. And, and then, I mean, you got Todd Gurley,
1: who who And a good offensive line.
2: And a good offensive line. And Todd Gurley made a case last year that he's better than Le'Veon Bell. That he's the he best made, running back he didn't in make the league. The
1: case. So I mean But 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 it's also funny because the year before Todd Gurley didn't didn't even have a thousand yards, I don't think. I know he didn't. Or a thousand and rushing yards. What's
2: what's crazy is I traded Todd Gurley for David Johnson this year in fantasy. Yeah. And, and look how, how that, that got. How me. That I still <laughs> won the championship this year and I had the most points scored in the entire league and I traded Todd Gurley hey. for David Johnson. Just think about Sounds that. Sounds like you
1: play with a bunch of chumps.
2: Sounds like I know what I'm doing. But any but <laughs> but, but but hey, you would have made that trade w- at the beginning of the season before David Johnson got hurt. Todd Gurley for the season he had last year versus David Johnson. Yeah, absolutely. You're making that trade too. Absolutely. So, but I want I want to throw something at you here. Okay. Now the Patriots have two first round picks? Yep. Two second-round picks? The
1: 23rd and the 30 31st. First. yep.
2: And two second-round picks? And I believe it's two third-round picks, too. So I think <laughs> they They're have loaded. six picks in the first three rounds.
1: That's pretty good. That's. Do you
2: see them making a run for another star-wide receiver that might be on the market? Uh, hinting, hinting, cough, Odell Beckham cough.
1: You know what? It is, like, fun to think about. I mean, we see what Tom Brady can do with a star-wide receiver and Randy Moss, like, literally just breaking records. Um, Pretty unbelievable. I don't think Odell is better than Randy. Like Odell right now, is not better than Randy Moss with that 2007 team. But it would it would be it would be interesting. It would be fun. It would be. I mean, he'd be just as good. I mean, he's he's not just a vertical threat. He's a he's a threat uh, just anywhere other than the slot in the in the screen. Just he's a threat all over the field. But I don't think this is going to happen at all. I mean, just see, he doesn't fit that kind of culture. I'm not really sure how smart the dude is. Because you look at a guy like Chad Cinco Chad Johnson, goes from Cincinnati, he's a stud there, then he goes to New England, and he doesn't know the playbook. He can't study the playbook like... He he's not a, an intelligent fella, so, so, <laughs> to say the least. So, but like, it's, but, but does Odell have that problem? We we don't know because no, it's don't. not really exposed with the Giants system. With the Giants, it's just kind of like throw it up, and Odell's gonna bail you out. Yeah, and the, no, no. And the no, Patriots I, don't work. I that agree way.
2: with that. I, I think it would be cool to see him. Um, I, I that's the rumors right now is that he, yeah. they they got that second uh, first round pick. Four Brandon Cooks to, they wanted to make room for Beckham and now they can offer both first rounders. Yeah. But I've also heard of them possibly going for a quarterback with one of those first round picks. Yeah, too. no,
1: that's that's what I think is a little more likely uh with with a 23rd pick just to just take a quarterback. I mean, I don't really know who's going to be there for them at that at that spot. I mean, you could you could possibly say Lamar Jackson, but like do they do they really believe in Lamar Jackson? I know they they liked what's his face at Jacoby Brissett. He's the same style of quarterback. But I wouldn't I wouldn't put I wouldn't build my franchise around Jacoby Brissett. He's a nice backup to have, but I definitely would not build my franchise around him. And I think that's the kind of guy that would be available then. I don't think Baker Mayfield. They're talking good. about Mason Rudolph. Yeah, no, that, I think I think Mason Rudolph he's going to be trash. He just he 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 benefits from being in a Big 12 where they don't play any freaking defense at all. You might as and well I, just have I, the offense. And I think out it's there. the same thing with Baker Mayfield. I mean, Baker Mayfield at least proved that he can put up some points against a legit defense in Georgia, but then he couldn't in the second half. So, like, so it's like, I don't really know what to make of that. And it wasn't even like it was the best defense in the league. I mean, Georgia was a very good defense, but I wouldn't even say they're the best. So, I mean, if you're not going to compete, if you're not going to excel at the highest level against the second or third best defense in the SEC, how would you expect to do do so against NFL, NFL players, yeah. where everybody's a Better than you, what players. you've been facing. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, no, no. Even the Browns, we've talked about this. Yeah. With, I think it was had to have been what four months ago at this point where we discussed Alabama versus the Browns. The Browns are destroying, and and, and I, it pains me to say that, but you're probably right. The Browns just the, because, because the Browns the have fifty whatever
1: many NFL players. The,
2: the Alabama the, may have like six or seven.
1: Yeah, it's like at that time, like players players may get older and they become they become upperclassmen. And then they become NFL players, but at a time that team only has about six or seven on the team yeah. at, at that very moment.
2: Yeah, and they could be more, but we just don't know that they're NFL yeah. players yet because they haven't but shown it, anything but it's on the college definitely level. Definitely not fifty
1: something. No, 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 players. no, without,
2: no, no, without question. So I totally
1: agree with that. I want to, I, I, I want to say talking about who they draft. I don't think they're going to go with the quarterback. I, th- I feel like this is the the time where they are going to restock on the defense because that defense. Didn't do them any favors last year, and they were rated the number one defense the previous year. I think there were a little bit of a house of cards on their defense, as they were exposed in the Super Bowl against the Falcons. But they really need to restock that defense, especially if if somebody like Hightower is going to get hurt and you're going and Rob Nikovich is going to leave. They need to restock. And the and the guy who who went to the Eagles, uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, the defensive end from the Eagles, Chris Long. Chris Long. You, you, have, you have a guy like him leaving. You, that defense is they didn't get any pressure on any quarterback at any part of the season last year. And that's that's kind of the recipe for winning titles. Yeah. When you have a quarterback, they still have the quarterback. They still have a good offense. They, they're going to have Julian Edelman back. Tom Brady can't play all 22 positions. No, he can't. But they're going to have Julian Edelman back. They didn't have him last year. He's If they had him in that, in that, in that Philly game, especially a, after Cooks goes down, I mean, New England still could have won the game without him. But, I mean, he, he makes a yeah. difference. And they're still going to have Gronk.
2: I, that's somebody brought a, that up to me about Cooks. If he would have stayed in the game, I, Brady still had three touchdowns, five hundred yards. yards. So no, yeah, I,
1: no, I, I, I it would have would, given him another option, but it does, it didn't have any effect on the game. Yeah, and no, Brandon Brady. Not, he had
2: the best Super Bowl game ever. Yeah, without his two ton, two number one wide receivers. Yeah. So I mean, that just tells you how great he is to begin with.
1: Yeah. No. Exactly. So 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 I I, did, I mentioned the player already. Uh, we, we've kind of talked, there's been a little bit of, um, uneasiness going on in the press the last couple of days between Gronk, maybe having a little bit of a problem with Bill Belichick. Um, maybe the Patriots trying to get rid of him is the rumor. I think it's BS, but maybe there is some credence to it. Does this trade affect Gronk at all?
2: No, I, I don't think so. Actually, so I read s- an article today that said after this trade, Gronk will not be traded. So okay. Yeah, so so okay. so yes, it does affect him. He will not be being traded yeah, this no, offseason. No, I
1: completely agree, and I think before this trade even happened, I think he was safe at least for this year. Yeah,
2: we had, we actually talked yep. about this a couple last days ago. Week, off, yep. yep. And and I said that this is going to be the last year that the three of them, Bill, Tom, and Gronk, are yeah, all I can, together. I can believe that. Um, whether it's Bill's gone or Tom's gone or Gronk's gone or all three are gone or whatever the case is, it's the last time all three will be on the same team together, coach and players. Uh, that's just my opinion though.
1: Does New England get worse from this
2: at all? No, no. They we have to see how the draft works out. But Brandon Cooks, yes, he had a thousand yards, but we've no but like you said, Edelman's coming back. They and you know what? If they use both first-round picks to end up getting Beckham, Beckham is the best wide receiver in the league, in my opinion. Yes, better than Antonio Brown. He just ha- doesn't have the quarterback throwing him the ball. I think if he was on the Steelers instead of Antonio Brown, Beckham would have a two thousand-yard season by now. Just he is that good. He makes that those kind of catches. So well, I, think I, I do it, think he's the best wide receiver I, in the league.
1: I think something that's a, that's more interesting is them drafting a wide receiver. I mean, you got. I mean, in the, in this mock draft here, I, I've seen a couple of them, but they have Calvin Ridley. I've seen between 16 and about 25, somewhere going in between there. The, the Alabama wide receiver, the Patriots are at 23. If he slips to them at 23, I think that's a guy that he's not Odell Beckham, but he's a good. Nice. He's by far the best wide receiver he, in this draft. Yeah, no, he's a good wide receiver. And then you have the kid out of Texas A&M, Christian Kirk. I mean, he, he's they're projecting him to go 24, but that's a, that's another guy that they could draft in, in much cheaper than Odell, so that. That that value that you get for the amount you pay, which is kind of what New England likes to do. They like to give you a lot, a little bit of money, and then ha, have, have per, you production per, is off perform the, for a million yeah, dollar contract, exa- a hundred exactly. million dollar contract, exactly. Um, and then oh, they kick you to the curb. Who's
2: the last big name wide receiver come out of Texas? M. He's doing pretty well for himself.
1: Yeah, Mike Evans. He ain't, so, he ain't too bad. So
2: uh, that that could end bad. up working out. There are so many options that the Patriots can do here now, though, with this trade, because like I said, they have six picks in the top 90. I want to say. Uh, somewhere in that range i mean which is pretty insane cuz you should only have 3 picks in the top 90 yeah. uh to have 6 they've doubled their picks a- and i know that you can't really get that high end talent at 23 or 31 but you can oh, I get disagree. you can, no but you can get the high end talent it's more more likely for you to get it in a top 3 pick or a top 5 pick but if you have the right scouts and you have the right team in place i'm not talking about 53 roster team i'm talking about your scouting team your your uh, player personnel team, all of that combined, if you have a great surrounding team in in your building, you can get the job done. You can draft players anywhere and have a successful team. So, so just adding more picks, but they've got to hit Bill Belichick is known will. for if, not if, hitting if they, as
1: much as he should. Well, on, on the offensive side of the ball, he doesn't hit at all unless unless he, he's drafting you in like the fifth, sixth, or seventh round. I yeah, mean, that's that's where you got Tom Brady. That's where they got Julian Edelman. Unless they are Gronk, I mean, they did take him in in the early second, I believe, the year he was drafted. But that's like the only player they've really like hit a Head home on. run on yeah. on on the offensive side of the ball. Nate Soldier, an offensive lineman, they're good at drafting offensive linemen as well. They're good at developing offensive linemen as well. So I could also see them going that route where they, I mean, they the projection on here is. Colton Miller out of the tackle out of UCLA. They just lost uh, what's his fit Nate Solder to the Giants. They definitely need a left tackle. I mean Brady is the most important. He's the he's the engine that's making this go.
2: That that could be because if Brady gets injured this year, he's not coming back.
1: Yeah, so so that's so that's honestly what I think they're gonna do. They're not gonna go wide receiver. They're not gonna go quarterback. At least with this first pick, the twenty third pick that they got from the Rams, they're not gonna go. They're not gonna do that. They're gonna just go offensive line, and they're gonna either go left. Or they're gonna t- take a tackle.
2: Now, let me throw this little curveball at you. I okay. just, I actually just thought about it right now. So, right. Uh, <clears throat> so, curvy. If they don't take a quarterback at 23, they take an offensive line, what are the chances, because they have six picks, they trade back up into the first
1: round? Yeah, no, I could definitely see doing that. And not, not that. pick at 31, that's but pick Minnesota- at like 24 or 25. That's what the Minnesota Vikings did a couple years ago, yeah, and, and they, they traded all their picks, and they ended up having three First-round picks. And I think all three of those picks are studs on that Minnesota Vikings defense.
2: So so something along that line where they take a, a left tackle at 23 yep. and then they take a quarterback at 24 or 25, something like that, and they give up a second-round pick and a third-round pick plus the pick it's just, 31.
1: It's just, I, I don't know, because they have so many needs. They need a tackle. They it's need so defensive to hear that. ends. They need a backup quarterback. Like Regardless of how good Tom Brady is, even if he doesn't have any nicks or bruises over the next two years, it, and that's being lucky. That's being super optimistic. You still need a backup quarterback, and you need to take one soon. You need to because it's better to have that guy. It's like the have Aaron Rodgers sit for three years under Brett Favre and learn. You need to have that kind of that kind of thing going on. You can't just throw him out because we see that. I mean, look at Jared Goff. You throw him out there, he's garbage. You give him a year, and he's better. Uh, I I love hearing the words.
2: Patriots have so many holes to fill.
1: Yeah, but, I love it. Yeah, but you know what's crazy is they'll 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 address adre- the like one. They'll win a the division and they'll be in the AFC Championship game. Yep, <laughs> yeah,
2: that, but that's how football works. So, uh <laughs> but hope, hopefully we'll see another three quarterbacks run run the league for the next 20 years because I mean Roethlisberger, Yeah, he's uh, almost done. Manning Manning's and done. Brady
1: uh, and then you got Breeze. I was, I'd put well, Breeze in that category. Well, no,
2: no, I meant uh, just for making the Super Bowls. Okay, Joe yes, Flacco yes, is yes, the yes, only yes, one yes, since yes. 2012 in the, AFC. In the yep. AFC to make a Super Bowl other than Big Ben, Tom Brady or Peyton Manning since yeah, 2001. Nuts. So that that's, that's what I'm talking about. Hopefully another 20-year run. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll see another three teams, whatever whoever they are. I'm just kind of sit. I want to see something new. So
1: Uh, one one last thing, I I just want to get on. Does this make LA a lot better? And is this putting them over the top in the division if they weren't there already? uh,
2: This definitely helps LA a lot because they are stronger on both sides. You can't double up a Robert Woods. Oh, without question, Seattle's going to be uh, last or third in the division this year, without question. Okay, better than San Fran. Yeah, uh, well, San Fran will and be number think that's two. That's what it's gonna. It, it's, it's gonna. gonna be it's gonna be Los Angeles, San Fran, Seattle, um, Arizona. possibly Arizona, Seattle, or Seattle, Arizona. Uh, I
1: think Seattle will finish third. Yes, and well, Arizona most
2: most likely, but yeah. They, they, well,
1: they they're, got they're Sam real... Bradford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he'll um, he'll play amazing for the first three quarters of the first game. They'll win that game. Oh my God, Sam Bradford, he's back, and then he gets hurt, and oh, we need him to come back.
2: Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we Sam Bradford actually got hurt walking to the to the er
1: so um (laughs) all (laughs) right (laughs) coming up next we have our final quarter you're listening to bth the overwhelming urge to advertise something where it'll only reach 100 people well don't we have the perfect thing for you right here we will sell you this 30 second spot for whatever commercial you want as long as you let us put this music with it this music will be by Nautics and jason shaw isn't this music fantastic we sure think so and that's why we're going to make you listen to it for a few more seconds now back to the greatest sports podcast ever to be conceived
0: body in, it's gonna fall for Ibrahimovic! Oh, come on! Come
1: on! And that was Zlatan Ibrahimovic coming over to play his first MLS game. He absolutely destroyed it. We talked about it. Is this the, the MLS this big break that they need? I don't know. Maybe may after that kind of performance, two goals. In 19 minutes, that was the one you listened to his first one to tie it up. That was that was pretty incredible. And that, I remember <laughs> you texting me like, yeah. "Dude, did you
2: see the Ibrahimovic goal?" So I, I look it up on YouTube right away. Actually, I saw it on Team Stream. Yeah, um, insane. And, and then within like I don't know, five minutes later, you're like, "Dude, he scored again." I'm like, but "The header to win no
1: it." Way. Yeah, no way. Oh, and what's crazy, crazy about that game is, and this is crazy, we were even talking about the MLS, but the Galaxy, the the LA Galaxy, were playing the new LA team, LAFC. And LAFC is apparently doing really well this year, and they were up three nothing on the Galaxy. The Galaxy score two goals. They bring in Ibrahimovic, and then Ibrahimovic has the tying game, the tying goal, and the game winner. They're both insane goals, absolutely crazy. But welcome back to BTH. We just this trade, this NFL trade, it still blows my freaking mind. It's it's so out of nowhere. It just, I mean, you texted me. I was I was at the game yesterday. I was yeah, the Marlins Red, Red Sox, Sox game. Yep. And what a I hell just, of a game
2: that was. That was a hell of a game.
1: But I just I just looked at my phone. I see your text. I was like, no. And I opened up my team stream. Oh my god, this just freaking happened. I,
2: I couldn't believe it either because big names like that just don't they, they don't get traded very often. Nah. So That's it's, a big, just, it's a big big trade. And to have them get traded twice in two years. I know, right?
1: Very very <laughs> very odd. But I want to give a big shout out to the national champs Villanova for their second title in 3 years. They are the second team in all of college basketball to win all 6 of their tournament games by 12 points or more. They're like the fifth or sixth team to go 6 and 0 against the spread, which that's where Vegas evaluates teams. That's where Vegas thinks this te- how good this team is. So, if you have 6 games you're supposed to go 3-3 three and three against the spread, and that is your meeting expectations. Vegas is exactly right about how good you are. They went 6-0 and oh against the spread, so they are technically underrated, and they dominated every single game that they played in. First question for you on this, are they the best college basketball team ever? It's really, really, really
2: hard to judge college basketball teams who's the best ever so many good duke teams
1: uh going back to the christian leitner days and and, and i mean and, uh, i i do want to add that that north carolina or the sorry the other team that was um that ended up uh winning all six of their games by 12 or more that was the 2009 north carolina team that did that so it's been pretty recently that these two teams that are rated the highest uh, according to i believe it's ken palm they they rate all the basketball teams over the course of the years or whatever but so, so yeah they have.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Past
1: 2018 team, I think they have like second or third.
2: So in my opinion, it's, it's really because one and dones. I know that Villanova is a lot of juniors and seniors. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's so hard to judge teams because a lot of players are one and done. And it's like, well, three of these players were on the team last year, but the other eight left because they were one and done. So it is really hard to judge. And especially this year, Villanova didn't have a challenging road to the final to
1: the yeah, national no. championship. Pretty yeah, they easy. had
2: the, they had to play Kansas, but I mean, and that West Kansas, Virginia
1: game, and they they were up. West Virginia kind of gave them some fits in the first half, but that that was it. And they, Texas they didn't Tech, have
2: a road like Duke had or North Carolina yeah, would have had. Exactly. Or, yeah. So it, it, it's tough. It's really really tough. But I mean, this question really to me is, is who's the best college basketball coach because it's not so much about players in college basketball because yep. so many people are leaving okay um so
1: is is j right the best is no he, is he the, best? the top three R- currently right now is he no, the
2: no he's number three
1: you put him and i would say uh coach k yes, and number Roy one Williams. and number two what about bill self uh no 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 he he'll be after
2: uh, okay. You win two titles in three years. That uh, you're, you're going to be in the top conversation, yeah, yeah. the top five. But we're looking at Coach K, the greatest college coach of all time. He's like the Nick Saban of college basketball. I mean, he still to this day he's putting up, he, he's do, he's doing a phenomenal job. And and Roy Williams, is coming off going to the national championship two two years straight and yeah, winning one. Winning one
1: of and the, and the other one he lost was a buzzer beater. And that 2019 that I and just the, mentioned. And the
2: 2019 team. So, I mean, yes, they lost pretty early in this year's uh, tournament, but this year's tournament was actually pretty crazy with everything that was going on. There's so many upsets. Look at Virginia. So, yeah. you, you can't well, hold, I, think,
1: it, I think Michigan really benefited from all these upsets and so did Loyola. Yeah, I mean, yeah, lo- Loyola because, wouldn't have they probably wouldn't have made the final four if they had to play Cincinnati and they had to play Virginia and they had to play all the teams that were supposed to win
2: yes no and I totally agree with that so I think that and also Villanova benefit benefited from that so do I think they're the best
1: college team of all time simply no okay and this one last question has Nova proven that the one-and-done system is overrated this team was full of juniors and seniors the only freshman that was really useful on this team was DiVincenzo, who was kind of the hero but but I mean every Jalen Brunson He's, he could yeah, be but,
2: the best player in the country, Jalen Brunson. So yeah.
1: I mean, um,
2: it's hard. It's hard to say. College and, basketball is a really tricky. Is two, and this sport. Is two
1: titles in three years, and the one in between with North Carolina. Th- that North Carolina team had mostly juniors
2: and yeah, seniors. Yes, they did. It, it, college basketball seems like it is changing, but I don't want to say the one and done is done yet because. Okay. Uh, the likes of Duke and Kentucky—they still made it pretty far. Duke
1: made it all the way to the Elite Eight. Yeah, no, um, I mean, if, you, if I were to ask you who's gonna who's gonna win next year, you're right? Pro- you're, right you're, now, what, I'm what saying name, Duke. What are your? Right, Duke is your number one. Yeah. Name your other two that you would think would win. Uh, right off the top of my head. Yeah, just off top Villanova, of my head. Villanova. Um, would you put Kentucky in there? I would. Okay, so then that's a, that's a team. so two out of the three teams, teams are one and, two, one and done. Yes. Basically. So
2: so I I don't think it's done yet, but I do think that there are other ways to win. That John Calipari's way of winning isn't the only way to win in college basketball.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, I can I can get behind that.
2: Um the star of the NCAA Championship game was Dante DiVincenzo. Vincenzo.
1: Should he enter the draft as a
2: freshman? And if so, where do you think he gets
1: drafted? so it depends on what his values are like this kid he can go right now his stock might not ever be higher than it is right now and i think if he were to decide to go he'd be late first round early second but he has some flaws i mean he's he's a great shooter and he can drive to the basket but he's kind of small for, for the NBA. He's not small for college, but he's small for the NBA. 6'5 so, point guard? Yeah, so he so he really needs to just, he just needs to develop his passing ability, and he can become a point guard, and he would be a very, a 6'5 point guard is better than a 6'5 shooting guard. So I think he would be re- quite effective if he did that, if he if he added that to his game. And I think the best way to do that is for him staying at Villanova, because he's going to be the starter next year if he stays. He's going to be the man. He's going to be able to work on his craft, and Villanova is a favorite, a, a top, a, probably one of the four or five favorites to they're, win it again my number, next year.
2: They're they're my number two favorite. So
1: so I, I think I think he should stay because I think if he develops his craft. Next year he could be a top fifteen, top ten pick. This year I don't think that's even possible.
2: I think he stays. I don't think that there's a debate about it. I think he knows that in the NBA draft this year it's loaded with talent, and it's really the top ten picks, and everything falls off after that. He yeah. knows he's not going top ten. And so then, why I mean, wouldn't and, you and wait? And they
1: have Brunson leaving, and they have Michael Bridges leaving. So like those are two players that are going to go in the top fifteen, I think, if they decide to go. So, all right, moving on. Question number three: The Masters is starting this Thursday. Who are you going to pull for? Give me two guys. And are you going to watch how much? And is it because of Tiger?
2: Uh, I'm definitely going to watch. It's definitely part of Tiger because Tiger brings that attention to golf. I did watch it last year mm-hmm. uh, when Tiger was not in the tournament. Yep. So, um, and if I can't remember. If he was, he did not do well.
1: Uh, no, I don't think he played So I think he was it. still injured. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, um, I do have Tiger Woods winning this. I have Eltric oh. Woods, I should call him, All
1: right. uh, winning it. Uh now, that would be crazy if it happened.
2: It's just because he's got so much hype around him right now. He's, he actually looks better. He looks physically oh, he looks better. Great. He 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 His swing looks better. He looks he's healthy. Hit, hit. Did you see that practice uh, putt that he hit off the tee? Or not off the tee, off of... Uh, I think it was the long cut. Not the first cut, but the long cut. Okay. Um, it was just yesterday. It was like nah, a practice I, I round. It. I missed it. It was pretty insane. I highly suggest you look at it okay. when you have a chance. It was a really well hit putt. It was like, I don't know, 36 feet or something like that. And he did a huge curve. It looked like it was going nowhere near the hole. Next thing you know, it's in the hole. So, it was... Uh, I, I got Tiger Woods winning this. A little dark horse for you, though. I know he's the number one golfer in <laughs> the world, but he he's... He hasn't won a major at the Masters at least yeah, yet. He, he yeah, uh, he's only got one. One, yeah. I'm gonna take Dustin Johnson, but it would it would be really cool to see Rory McIlroy complete the cycle and have all four majors in his
1: pocket. Okay, yeah, no, I I, I think I think Jordan Speed's gonna win this because I I think he's just he's just on top of his game and he shows up for the big the big tournaments and he's just absolutely sensational. He's got that calm, cool, poised thing going about him. Doesn't seem to let himself get too frustrated. My dark horse is Bubba Watson. And Bubba Watson, he he's won this thing twice. Bubba, he's won this yeah he's won this thing twice. So I think he's very interesting. But I but I'm rooting for Tiger. I'm also rooting for Rory. I mean, it's it's kind of exciting to see Tiger good with these young guns. I mean, you got Rory, Jason Day, Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, it was, Ricky it was a, Fowler. I mean, Although yeah. he's never
2: won a major, he's, no, but he, he's, but he's, he's good. right there. He's good.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I think it's very interesting.
2: I think this is gonna be the ma- best Masters we've seen in quite some time.
1: Yeah, I, I I'll, I'll go
2: for as far to say that. Yeah. Is it possible we see Josh Allen go number one to the Cleveland Browns after Sam Darnold had a strong probe day to cement his name as the top quarterback in this year's draft?
1: Yeah, so this this is there, an article came out a couple of days ago. It's been kind of swirling around the media that the Cleveland Browns are freaking out about what who they're going to draft and they're they're not sure and they it's and I, I read this article and I'm like, oh my God, the Browns are going to choose the wrong freaking guy. And I think they're kind of getting nervous. They're getting the jelly belly, if, if you will. I mean, the draft is a couple of weeks away. It's it, I, it seems like they don't know what they're doing or they could be just throwing out a smoke screen. But I don't think they're that smart. <laughs> like, like they're not that kind of organization to be like, be like, like if it, it, it this was New England, I'd be like, oh, they're just kind of messing with everybody. That they, they of course no, the Browns are take. probably
2: legitimately scared on yeah. who to take. Yeah, no, I, I, would I, I, I don't
1: blame them. I mean, if they, if they mess up, if they, if they don't, if they don't hit a home run on the first or the fourth pick, like there.
2: <laughs> Some people have suggested that the Browns take quarterbacks at both picks.
1: You know what? If they, if if they can get Darnold at one. And then Allen, is it still there at four? You take (laughs) Allen. Yeah, you have to. And
2: then you trade one of them if need be. They'll have trade bait for that. I agree. I don't think Allen goes number one. I think it's Darnold to lose. He had an amazing pro day in the pouring rain. We all know how hard it is to throw and catch a football in the rain. Uh, For him to to really impress then would be really, uh, really. There's no chance I think Allen goes one.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree. Darrell needs to be the guy. Next, the Sedin twins in the NHL, both of the Canucks, are set to retire together from the National Hockey League after spending nearly 20 years playing for one organization. Should they be in the Hall of Fame?
2: Well, Henrik and Daniel Sedin, a little fun fact for you guys. Both drafted in 1999. They are twins. They look identical, so they're identical twins. They were picked In the first round, picks two and three. How often do uh, does a team have a first round, two first round picks in the top three? It's like the Browns this year with one and four, except two and three. So it's very rare that that happens. And then the draft twins.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely insane. Insane. I wonder what the probability is on that. It's probably like. 10 and not, their one, number, their numbers are, something are almost like identical. That. Yeah, no, they're
2: very <laughs> similar. Uh Daniel Sedin, he had 391 goals, 648 assists, 1,039 points in 1,304 games. He's a plus 147 for his career. He's been on the ice for 147 more goals for his team than against his team. Dan, uh, that's Daniel. I'm sorry. Henrik had 240 goals, 828 assists, 1,068 points. So within 30 of each other, 29 to be exact. Plus 166 for his career. He's a little bit of a better defensive player uh, He's also the centerman of the on the team and he's uh, played 1328 games so 24 games more and he's got 29 more points. So it, they basically are have identical careers Should they belong in the Hall of Fame? My opinion, I'm gonna give them a harsh. No, I know that people will probably get on my case here But I just want to give a very 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 quick uh, analysis on why they're brothers. They've played together their entire lives since they were five years old in the driveway to to four years old now in the NHL. They're going on their they're in their 19th season. They've been playing since 1999 in the league. They've been playing together on the same line their entire life. That's not something that a lot of people can say for 35 years of their life. They've played with the same line me. That is impressive. To not even have a point per game for your career, to me, you can't be a Hall of Famer. You got to put the best of the best in there, and they're great players, but they weren't Hall of Famers.
1: Yeah, no, I think you hit it right on the head. Like, I mean, I can't, I can't argue with the the stats you gave and the the fact they're not even averaging a, a single point a game. It sounds to me it's like, close, but yeah.
2: but it's it's like about 0.
1: .7. Yeah. So, I yeah, probably. I I have to take your word on it. So I I don't think
2: they're great players. The NHL is dearly gonna miss them. They're good people. They they are great, great, great teammates, but. They're not all famers. I'm sorry to say. What is wrong with the Cubs so far this season? As in the first week, they lead the major league, major leagues in strikeouts. Wow.
1: Ugh. Yeah. So it's not even. It's not even just that. Through the first five games, they set a National League record, striking out 58 times. <gasps> 58 times. And you know what? Their first four games. Are against the Florida, or, or sorry the miami marlins <laughs> they haven't been the florida marlins yeah. in how many hey, years hey calm down miami marlins and then that fifth game is against the cincinnati reds who we both don't think are they're probably gonna have like 70 wins this year so it's not like they're playing like the red Sox and the yankees and the dodgers and the, and the nationals they're playing the bottom of the barrel of the entire national league of the entire mlb and this is absolutely ridiculous, I mean, and, th- and this happens, this is going to happen when you have hitters that are just going to try and hit home runs, they're going to be more aggressive, they're going to swing at more bad pitches, they're going to strike out more, and it, it's it, you can see it in Rizzo's numbers, you can see it in Schwarber's numbers, you can even see it in Chris Bryant's numbers, and they become less, especially Rizzo and Bryant, become less contact hitters, and it's really messing with them. And I think think it messes with the team.
2: I actually have a bunch of buddies who we were discussing this about the Yankees earlier with uh, Judge and Stanton, how they've been striking out a lot. But they're power hitters. They're supposed to strike out and hit home runs, and that's what they do. And it kind of pisses me off, but it's right. So, um, But that being said, all right,
1: next question. A couple of days ago, for the first time in ages, like it's been years, the Warriors were not the only favorites For the NBA title They had They were sharing They were the co-favorite With the Houston Rockets We just looked it up today Just just about an hour ago And we see the Warriors Are back up to being the favorites Slightly But it's it's a lot closer than normal Is this a big deal? No And and is this legitimate?
2: It's not a big deal It's not legitimate The Warriors have been hurt They had Klay Thompson out They had Kevin Durant out They had Steph Curry out All at the same time Yeah This is why the Rockets Have opened up that lead And let's be real the Rockets, I think, have a seven-and-a-half game lead on the Warriors. Can you please double-check that for me? Um, they, I, I think it's seven-and-a-half game lead, and the Rock and the Warriors are still the favorite as of right now. And they were just tied for the first time in how many years, as you mentioned, as yeah. co-favorites. This is not a big deal to me. The Warriors are going to come back healthy. They're going to be fine. they got it's, nothing it's to worry six about. Games, six it's six games. six games. Okay. Yeah. So even still. Six games and you're you're basically you're all three three of your four all stars on your starting lineup
1: were hurt. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, I I think the Warriors they're the best team even with with the injuries. So, I mean, there's nothing to talk it, about. Even, there. even if one of them's even Curry or Durant are out, they're still like the best. Why team.
2: did we even include this in the final quarter?
1: Yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> Next question.
2: <laughs> Ravens sign RG three. Does this even mean a hoot? <laughs>
1: <laughs> hoot, no, hoot, not, not hoot. at all. But I do I do want to ask you one thing here. Um, <laughs> what is the over under for RG three if he were to? There's there's the bother Let's finish this question up though. If he if let's say Joe Flacco gets injured before the season starts, RG three starts week one. I'm putting the over under of RG three starting two and a half games you're taking the over or you taking the under
2: Two and a half? I'm taking the over. If you put it at three and a half, I'm taking the under. <laughs> so I you're
1: putting it right at three. <laughs> yep. He
2: lasts three games.
1: <laughs> so so does, so does he? Does he get hurt in the third game, or does he make it through the entire third game and get hurt in the fourth?
2: No, nah, I think he gets hurt in the fourth quarter of the third game.
1: Um, and, and
2: that's it. That's that's
1: his career, uh, Dunzo. Yeah. No, I I tend to agree. I would. I'm actually gonna say this though. I think he'll play one game, play terribly in that first game, and that second game he'll throw like two touchdowns be looking really good he'll start scrambling and then he'll get like his ACL torn or something so so <laughs> I, it'll be one and a half I, I put it out so I'll take the under
2: I, I do believe that <laughs> that's very possible that that's going to happen um there was one more thing I just wanted to mention. Okay, we'll talk yeah. about it next week, All but right. I just want to bring it up very quickly. So it's kind of like a teaser. I'll mention it. Uh, does the NHL have a goaltender interference problem for for penalty wise?
1: And that's that's uh, interesting because we're going to be talking about the NHL playoffs next week. We're going to give, do a full deep dive and possibly something that happened this uh, last night. I, I do want to afe- say could affect this. I
2: do want to say, and I'll go into it next week. But there is absolutely 110% positively a goaltender interference penalty problem in the National Hockey League. There is
1: no question about it. Dude, your veins are popping out of your head. You're, and you're they fired should up about be. this. <laughs> I am
2: fired up about this because it's been pissing me off all season. But anyway, we just had an amazing show
1: yeah, loaded
2: with talent, loaded
1: a, with we, stats, we missed, information. We missed one, two, three, four topics for the for the final quarter. Are the Bills really trying to move up ahead of the Jets?
2: Was one. Uh I mean teams Kawhi. are already calling about Kawhi. Two, uh the NHL interference problem, we did not to fully discuss it three and are the Chargers finally looking for a quarterback to replace Rivers in this year's draft that's four four great topics that we didn't even get to talk about today
1: but we'll we'll end up addressing e- it at some point eventually eventually
2: with starting with the NHL goaltender interference problem next week when we discuss it's going to be my favorite show of the year so far just like the last three weeks have been your favorite shows for the <laughs> tournament, this upcoming show is going to be my favorite. The NHL playoffs are the best time of year, and I can't wait. They start April 11th, next Wednesday, one week from tonight. And guess what? I'll be at my house watching the playoffs. Hopefully you will be too, and hopefully everybody out there listening will be
1: too. I'm going to sign off from here. I'm James Koklack. I'm Sean McCabe, and you're listening to Between the Hash Marks.